You know, 2020 was supposed to be the year of vision, perfect vision. And, you know, I was one of those pastors who in planning had that all ready to go. What I love about God is he never fails. He's always right. This is the year of 2020 vision, but he is open on our eyes to ourselves and who we are and what needs to be rooted out, what needs to be looked at and focused on, because I do believe that we are in the last days. This is going to be the church's finest hour. Hey everyone, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Make Life Matter podcast. I am so honored that you choose to join me here. I know you have a lot of things you could listen to, but we spend the time together to not only dig into God's word, but to have such amazing conversations with people that have experienced the miraculous in their lives. They have chosen to make their life matter for the kingdom. And today is no exception. I am with the one and only Dale Donatio, who happens to be my husband. I cannot believe it's like the whole year has passed and I never interviewed him. You know, another reason I want to do this is because today is his birthday. So wherever you are, maybe you're listening in the car, whatever, won't you just stop and say happy birthday, happy birthday. To some of you, he's Pastor Dale. To some of you, he's Dale. To some of you, you don't know him at all, but you can still wish him a happy birthday. Let me just introduce you to him if he's brand new to you. Dale Donatio has been the lead pastor of River of Life Church a multicultural, multi-generational church here in Fredericksburg, Virginia for over two decades. We've actually been here for 25 years, but for the first about four years, he was the youth pastor. He grew up as a missionary's son in some of the coldest parts of Alaska. Then he went on to graduate from Evangel University with a pre-law degree before God redirected his steps into full-time ministry. In addition to holding a Master's of Divinity from the Assemblies of God Theological Seminary, he's an avid New York Yankees fan, and he is a stellar Italian cook. Welcome, Dale. I am so excited to have you. Wow. It is good to be here. What an introduction. This is kind of strange. Hey, you're fancy schmancy. I'm super excited to have you here. Well, of course, I know you because I've lived with you my whole life, but for people who maybe are meeting you for the first time, Tell us all the things about you. I mentioned that you grew up in Alaska, and I know that you lived in Eskimo Indian villages. So anything you want to tell us about you? Yes, my uh, my parents, Patrick and Ruth Donatio, they were missionaries there. And um, they pioneered and planted five different churches. So we started with ministering to the Eskimo and Indian culture there and the people there. It was awesome. And we ended up in Eagle River, Alaska, and that's where I went to junior high and high school. And so it was just a great time. I was there, actually born there, born in Fairbanks, Alaska. And you said some of the coldest parts. I believe my parents have told me it was 80 below zero when I was born. 
My word, that's so crazy. And I know you ate some really strange things. So tell us maybe like one or two of the craziest things you ate while you lived there. Well, no doubt one of the craziest things was muckyuck. And so I was younger, much younger than I am now, but something that I will not forget. So it is raw, aged, rotten whale blubber soaked in seal oil. And it has the consistency of liver. Now, I love liver, but uh, like I said, it was raw. So it, um, the stench uh, is indescribable. You know, I actually met you in Alaska, and I know that even when I was there, we had salmon like coming out of our ears. And I know you did the same when you grew up there. And then your dad served our family this delicious stew. And when we were finished, he was like, did you like that, Angela? And I said, yeah. And he's like, that was moose stew. That was the one and only time I've had moose stew. So yeah, anything else you want to share about Alaska? No, it's it's true. At any time that we had people come from the lower 48, and that's what we say in Alaska, um, he would get so excited and do... Um, moose meat, caribou caribou meat, bear meat, sheep, and he would love to, you know, tell everybody afterwards what they just ate. Yeah, exactly. Spring it on us afterwards. And his father is in heaven as we speak. His mother is still with us and we adore her. And his dad, goodness, so many things. Um, he actually grew up as a you know, knew the Lord or had a family that knew the Lord, but he chose to really um, resist God and ended up being in the gangs. He has a book called Touch Me If You Dare and went on to surrender his life to the Lord after a number of really just harrowing encounters, including being shot by the police a number of times um, in his leg and, and lived through that. And God had his hand on him. So we're so grateful um, for for his influence and just the way that he said yes to God and all those years. And I'm telling you, if I could sit and interview him, the miracles he could tell you guys. And I know that his um, beloved bride, who we absolutely love, um, goodness, she has so many miracle stories of how God sustained them and used them in, in that season. So Dale and I got married in 1993 and we met at Evangel University. We actually met way back at, at Alaska, but he didn't remember me then. And then we met at Evangel and then I graduated and was like performing in music. I had a teaching degree in music and he then went back into um, school because he pursued his Masters of Divinity after he had graduated with his pre-law degree. So tell us a little bit about that season, Dale, and kind of how God shifted your direction. Well, I remember I was in New York and, um, believe it or not, putting in in-ground swimming pools uh, with Frank DeGallo, who is one of my dad's uh, ex-gang members who gave his life to Christ. And so I did that for a number of years. And um, I just came to a time in my life where... I knew that whatever direction I would go, I would be all in, whether it was going into law and then politics or into ministry. And I just could not um, decide and did not want to make a mistake. And my dad just told me, Dale, you really need to pray. You really need to seek God's will. But he said, you know, you could have the beautiful wife, the money, the house with the white picket fence. But if God has called you into the ministry, 
you are never going to be content. And so that really haunted me. I, I did not want that for my life. And so just took some time and, and, and prayed. And that summer, um, I really felt a piece of my heart about moving towards the ministry and the call that God had on my life. I, I knew it, but I never wanted to accept it. Well, let me stop you for just a second there, because I know the story. But for people who don't, why didn't you want to go into the ministry? Why were you kind of running from the call of God on your life? Well, growing up in the church, you get the good with the bad, just like anything else. And what I allowed into my mindset was I focused on a few people that, if you will, were bad apples. Um, And I viewed Christianity through their eyes and what they did. And that was not good for me. And I began to get a bad taste in my mouth towards who God was and who he is, which is wrong. And it just took me a while, I guess, to, um, to mature and to accept and find my relationship with God and how I viewed him and how I saw myself through his eyes. And that made all the difference in the world. So what would you say to maybe someone who's listening, maybe they're a young leader or a man or a woman who's just not sure they want to follow God's call in their life? Maybe it isn't a full-time ministry like it has been for me and Dale, or maybe it's just vocational ministry. It's it's putting yourself out there a little bit more as a believer and sharing your story. What counsel would you give people, Dale, who are struggling to know how to kind of get over that hurdle like you did? Boy, this is going to sound cliche, but keep your eyes on Jesus. I think it's so easy to look and get distracted with other things, situations, and people. And whenever we begin to do that and find our value in any of those things, we lose sight of who we are in Jesus. That's so true. And I was thinking as you were talking about with the advice your dad gave you that you know, we look at the call of God in our life, and we're not really just talking about that exclusively today, but the call in our life, whatever it is, does not come without a cost. And so I think for me growing up in the ministry, my dad was a minister, a pastor. We moved around a lot. Like Dale, I saw the good and the bad, and I thought I never want to be a pastor's wife. He's thinking I never want to be a pastor. But God had to do the heart surgery in our hearts and make sure, like he's saying, our eyes were really fixed on who Jesus was and not kind of a false sense of that. And maybe you've been bruised by the church or bruised by people, but listen, don't take your eyes off of Jesus because his call on your life is so powerful and it's so worth it. And what your dad was saying, Dale, is if you are called to the ministry and you don't pursue it, that has a cost too. And you're going to feel unfulfilled. You're going to feel frustrated. And if you are feeling restless or frustrated, it may be that God is calling you to something that you are not saying yes to. And All through our lives, Dale and I have seen both the cost of the call and the reward of the call. So I kind of want to talk about that for a minute, Dale. And and if we can fast forward a whole bunch of years and we're going to back up and kind of talk about some of the seasons you walk through and some of the secrets you have to your disciplined life, your longevity as a pastor that I know we can all benefit from. Well, first of all, um, again, I I don't want to give just simple answers, but yet it's the simplicity of life that keeps us focused. Prayer, fasting, 
reading God's word. Those are the foundations of, of life. But when it comes to longevity, I think when I look at that, now remember what I just said with prayer and fasting and reading God's word is the key. But I've always had people in my life that I could go to, that I could talk to, that I know would accept me no matter what I said to them. And I think it's very important. Of course, if you're a, a man, you have a couple men in your life. If you're a woman, you have a couple women in your life that are going to love you unconditionally, no matter what you're walking through. Because being in a place for 25 years, I always wanted to grow with the church. We are all going from glory to glory to glory. We are we are becoming stronger in Christ. And one of the things that brings me fulfillment and joy is to walk through hard situations, to walk and experience triumphs and mountaintop experience in people's lives and do life with people. I love that so much. You know, your leadership style is highly relational. We kind of joke on the leadership team that he hates the group texts that we have. He's not really an email person. He is all about the one-on-ones, the phone calls. So Dale, talk to us a little bit about what it looks like to be a relational leader, the risks that you've taken doing that and the um, rewards of, of that style of leadership. I believe strongly in one-on-one discipleship. I really have made it a point in my ministry to you know, not only pray, but seek out people who are willing. Once somebody is willing and you take the time to come alongside of them and again, walk through life with a person, you get to see them grow. Really, um, we have hired so much within our church. We actually have an internship program that I head up with people going through the ups and downs of ministry And I believe it's important for people to be allowed to make a mistake and you come alongside of them and you continue to build them up into the man or woman of God that you know that they are going to be. I love the way you have invested in so many people and what a difference it has made in their lives. Thank you so much. You know, let's just talk about the obvious. It has been a very challenging year and you have experienced COVID personally and many on our team became ill at the same time contracting COVID at a staff meeting, as well as you've had some major adjustments in church operations because of that. So I want to know what has helped you to navigate this year and what encouragement do you have for other leaders and just people right now that are wrestling with so much uncertainty? Well, you know, going through COVID was hard, but the main thing that turned it around for me was, as you know, we had two of our team members in the hospital. Right. And that was scary. Mm. As I was going through it, the enemy really attacked me mentally and emotionally that for some reason it was my fault or what would happen the worst case scenario Mm. of course if they didn't make it would I still be able to pastor Mm. and what I am so appreciative for I had so many people reach out to me sending me scripture songs 
And the Holy Spirit really gave me that joy in my heart that the Bible says is unspeakable, full of glory. I've never, I've quoted that, but never experienced it till then. It was a three-day intense, I'm going to say demonic warfare in my brain. And just like that, the Holy Spirit turned that sorrow into joy. And it made me appreciate every single day. You know, we get so busy in life that we forget the simple things of life. And I today do not, or I should say I should try not to take anything for granted. My time with you, my time with my children, my health, the blessing of being able to pastor. I think sometimes we do get weary in doing good. And of course, the word tells us, listen, don't get weary. And I think, Angela, the key is to tap into that joy because happiness comes and goes. I can be happy one day. I can be frustrated the next. So that all depends on my emotions. But joy is something that is supernatural. It's from the Lord. He gives that. So when we keep our focus and attention on him, we know that we actually have a purpose in life. We're not just going through the motions. Then that moment, each moment with a person or reading a book or studying a sermon or pouring into someone's life, boy, that really now has value, true value. And I think that's what really turned it around for me in this season. That is such great encouragement that no matter who you are and no matter how strong you may feel spiritually, that there are times the enemy comes to rob and kill and steal and destroy. That's all he knows how to do. And we have to fight in those seasons and we have to trust the character of God no matter what it looks like around us. And we came through that season. We have had major adjustments as a church, as many of you have this year, whether it's at home, you're homeschooling your kids, you're working from home, you're trying to figure out all the online. Both of my sisters are teachers and every week it feels like a new adjustment. And you know, that can be very wearying. It can be tiring. So you have got to find your strength and your sense of stability in God in a, in a consistent walk. And I feel like this year has not so much caused anxiety. It has revealed the anxiety that was all that was already underlining and we had not dealt with it. So Dale, I want to ask you, as you've looked over 2020, you said something this morning at church that I thought was so impacting and so profound. I want to know what you think God is doing and saying, especially to the church, big C, his followers in this difficult year we've had of 2020? You know, 2020 was supposed to be the year of vision, perfect vision. Mm. And, you know, I was one of those pastors who in planning had that all ready to go. What I love about God is he never fails. He's always right. This is the year of 2020 vision, but he is open on our eyes to ourselves and who we are and what needs to be rooted out, what needs to be looked at and focused on. Because I do believe that we are in the last days. 
This is going to be the church's finest hour. We are going to see great revival, but we have to consecrate ourselves before the Lord to be ready. And that's what Joshua did. That's what he said to the people. We must consecrate ourselves. And when they did that, they saw the miraculous. Plus, at the end of his life, I love this, They were asking him all these questions. What was the future going to be like? Where did he stand? And he said this, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. When we have that understanding, when we have that passion, when we are resolute in our commitment to Christ, we are going to see the miraculous. We are going to see people changed and transformed by the Spirit of God. And that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited to finish 2020 strong, and I'm excited to move into 2020 with my eyes wide open. That is such powerful insight. Guys, whatever frame you have around 2020, I want you to go back and listen to that section one more time because that is God's heart for us. This is a year of 2020 vision, but it's just come at us very differently than we thought it would. But you can see all throughout this podcast, Dale, sharing ways that we can face challenges with courage, just like Joshua, how we can be strong, how we can invest in people, how we can persevere, how we can see longevity and stability in our walk with God and our relationship with other people, how we can answer his call on our life, no matter what that might look like. So thank you, Dale, for so many things that you have shared with us and on your birthday, no less. So what is it that you want for your birthday? Well, for sure, world peace. No, I'm <laughs> just, just kidding. Don't well, we all? <laughs> no, I know I'm already getting this. And that is my son is coming home um, to be with us from Florida. He's going to be coming from Miami. My daughter will be with us today. And we're going to have a great meal And I am very much aware that my good friend, Carrie Snellings, is making me chocolate peanut butter cake for my birthday. Oh, she is? Which is my favorite. And so that's all I really want. It's going to be a great, great day. It is going to be a great day. And I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. I pray that this has been helpful and encouraging for you. I don't know why in the world it's taken me so long to get Dale on this podcast. Honey, I'm going to have to have you back and we'll talk about some of your favorite characters in the Bible, some of the amazing, powerful messages that you have shared throughout the years. And if you want to listen to our messages, guys, or watch them, you can go online. We archive them at rolva.org. You can go to our YouTube channel, Facebook, and he does a weekly program called The Word. And I know, honey, you're just getting ready to start a new series. It's actually going to be about the last days. Are we in the last days? What does it look like? Tell us a little bit about what's coming up on The Word. That's Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook Live at River of Life Church on Facebook. I'll put that in the show notes too, but tell us kind of where you're going with that new series on Wednesday nights. We are going to take a look at what Jesus said about his second coming in the Gospels, and then we are going to dive into some parts of Revelation. So yes, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be powerful. So you guys can join us there on Wednesday nights. It is actually interactive. So you can engage right there with Pastor Dale as he shares. And we talk about not only what is happening 
and our own church and our community, but what is happening globally and what is on the heart of God. So it's going to bless you no matter where you are. I know you've been blessed by this podcast, ways that you can face challenges with courage. Honey, thank you so much for being with us today. And I'm going to invite you to pray over our listeners in just a moment. Is there anything else you want to say before you pray over us? Well, it's just an honor to be with you. I can't believe you took so long to have me on either. So um, thank you guys for listening. Let me pray. And I trust that you have a great Thanksgiving. And thank you so much for listening. Father, thank you for all that you have done. Lord, we want to honor you. We want to keep our eyes fixed on you. Continue to open the word of God to our lives and let us be obedient to the call that you have on all of our lives. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. I'd love to stay connected. So be sure to visit AngelaDonatio.com for my books, blogs, and free goodies. And find me on Facebook at AngelaDonatioBOV and Instagram at AngelaDonatio. If you've been inspired to make life matter, leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's keep discovering miracles in life's messy moments.